Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. And I'm Al. And you were just loud for no reason. I'm crazy. A little bit, a little bit. So how are you? Good, you? I'm okay. I ended up not getting to Mississippi. No, you didn't. No, so... Long story short, I had a layover in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, and they're like, no, nah, you're not going. And I was like, what? So then I got stuck in Dallas, stayed a night. Next day, tried to leave again, and that didn't work. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're not flying in or out of this area until Monday. And I was like, but I have to go back on Tuesday. Never mind, I'm going back now. So I spent two nights in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, that area. Had some really yummy food. Came back. Was really bummed I didn't get to see my best friend. And I got vaccinated yesterday. Yes. Good. You got vaccinated last week, too. Yes, I did, actually. Um, you're going through the it worse than one. I am. Yeah. I felt... My arm felt sore, but not, like, awful. I just didn't want to touch it or kind of really move it. <sighs> Yeah. For two days, but you're just like someone punched my arm, and I hate them. <laughs> That's what it feels like right now, and and the boyfriend has the same thing happening on his arm, but he actually has it like swollen a little bit. So it happens when you inject yourself with magnets. I know, right? Well, <laughs> people who think that are so funny. The the thing is, and and the nurse, the nurse. The pharmacist who gave me my my first shot, mm -hmm. she's like, ha, did you have COVID? I said, yeah, back in February. She's like, okay, you're outside of the three months that you're supposed to wait before you get it. But I have to warn you that we found so far the people who have had COVID when they get vaccinated tend to be the ones who have the worst side effects. Oh, have fun with your second one then. Yeah. So I'm like... I already knew this, but to hear them say it to me for real, I was like, damn. Like, it's going to hurt you. And you're like, please don't say that to me. Yeah, honey. yeah. But at the end of the day, the vaccine is not just for me. It's for everybody that I love. So a little bit of pain is fine, I guess. Although it feels like somebody straight up just punched the heck out of my arm. And now it just hurts. And I've been on the verge of getting a headache pretty much since I woke up this morning. So that's cool. True. Anything else happening? Oh, so I got my vaccine. In case anybody needs to get vaccinated and they're not sure where to go, download the CVS app or the Walgreens app and you can set up an appointment there. And it literally takes two seconds like they ask you a little bit of information um and when you're setting it up and when you get there they ask you some more information to make sure you're you and then they give you the shot and they make you wait there for 15 minutes to make sure you're not going to have an adverse reaction right away and then you're done fair enough yeah so i did mine via cvs but the cvs i went to was in a target mm-hmm they gave me a $5 coupon for Target. I didn't get anything. 
They're like the, the lady literally didn't even care about me. I sat there for twenty minutes, and she's like, "Oh yeah, Alvaro for the first time." I'm like, yeah, I, I have to give you like my license and like my insurance card. No, no, it's already done. Here, here, stab me, Shh. injected me. I was like, "Stay here fifteen minutes. Maybe you should set an alarm with your phone." I was like, "Okay," and she left. She just like she didn't come back to me after fifteen minutes. After fifteen minutes, I was like. Well, I guess I should be going now. I went to the <laughs> counter and I was like, it's been 15 minutes. She didn't even look up at me. She was just like typing on her computer. Okay, bye. Have a good day. If you have any, any, any like symptoms, just take Tylenol. Okay, thanks. <laughs> no, mine was a completely different. So I was there because my boyfriend did it the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, and his was this dude at CVS look like just a pharmacy tech not actually the pharmacist mm. who was like it, are you so and so yeah cool let me see your license all right cool so go sit down we'll get to you in a second five minutes later different person comes up so and so yeah cool which arm do you want it in doesn't really matter which one which one do you want and he's like, this this one is fine, his his left one. Mm-hmm. Even though he's left-handed, so he should, probably should have done it right. his right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, okay, cool. Like, shot, gone. Mine, the pharmacist, was like, let me just make sure I have all the right information and da 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 And, you know, let me massage your arm a little. Let, let me clean it off. And then let me massage it because it helps with the muscles a little bit. If we massage it, just for a second, boop. And she's like, okay. And and I had already had the Band-Aid ready. Here you go. Please sit over there for 15 minutes. We'll come and get you. Literally 15 minutes later, some guy comes up to me. And he's like, Sharon, how are you feeling? Are you okay? The first name, sorry. No, I, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And he's like, okay, so your next appointment is scheduled for blah, blah. It's also here. Here's your card. And here's a little something for you. Thank you for getting vaccinated today. I just feel so abused right now. (laughs) I do. I feel not loved, not cherished. Like. Well, and I also did mine in a better neighborhood. I did it near your old house. Yeah, that was your problem. Listen, I understand <laughs> that she had to continue to work. And she can't yeah. just sit there 15 minutes waiting like, oh my god, is Al going to be okay? Oh my god. I understand that. Yeah. But like, at least maybe care about me a little bit. Yeah. No, you're... You, you're... Both of you guys, your experiences were different than mine. I was prepared... She, she did clean off my arm, though. Yeah. I'm going to admit, she cleaned off my arm and then she gave me well, the shot. Well, because they have to. True. But... But I swear, the guy who gave my I could have sat the there shot for an hour. was like, psh, 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 psh. I could have sat there for an hour like, and clean, she wouldn't clean, have come clean, by. Boom. She wouldn't have come by. Mine was clean, clean, clean. All right, it looks like it's dried. Let's massage your muscle you a little bit. You massage first and then clean. Well, no, because she had gloves on too. Okay, okay. She had enough. put on gloves. Clean, clean, clean. Massage a little bit. Like, oh, it's dried. Let's massage the muscle a I'm little happy bit. You know, massage. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's, it, you know, it happens. But I got a $5 coupon out of it. Alexa, I'm so sad. Play Despacito. Okay, I'm kidding. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, good. <laughs> I should not convince her not to do it. 
that's so I told I told the boyfriend that I got the five dollar um, basically coupon. It says five dollars off of a purchase of five dollars or more. And he's like, oh, they don't know what they did, especially since you coupon. They True, basically they just gave themselves. you like five tubes of toothpaste might for nothing. Well, might as well give you half of the store. Right? Idiots. <laughs> I'm like, what? And it's valid for a month. Nice. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, let me see when there's something good at Target that I want. Are you excited for Prime Day? I am, but I've already spent like a bunch of money on Amazon recently because our two year anniversary is coming up. So I wanted to get him random things that I know that he's really going to like. Yes. And one of them, and he already knows, one of them being a portable ice machine because we go through. You mean that's for also yourself? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm the one who pretty much almost exclusively fills up the ice cube trays. But he has more ice than I do. Somehow. There's inequality there happening. Yeah. So. I'm calling the police. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? With it being summer, we're going to want more things with ice. And we have the Ninja Blender that does the nice slushy for stuff. So I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to spend the money to get it. It's not super duper expensive. And we'll use it all the time. So it'll definitely be worth it. And I told him, and he's like, that is a great present for us. I'm like, yes. Once my kitchen gets Happy reassembled. anniversary to us. True. Once I get my kitchen reassembled, I have an ice cream maker. I'll be making some kind of ice cream or some kind of sweet dessert thing every day. Well, so we end up having, we end up just putting it in drinks and like, and when I say drinks, I don't mean alcoholic beverages. I mean, literally, I have a, an 82-ounce bottle that I make random flavored waters in. And he has a 90-something ounce one that we do the same things. It's just, I also like to blend, make make smoothies and things like that. And it's, we need ice. That reminds me. And iced coffee. I saw a clip of a video. Mm-hmm. Bert Kreischer, you know who he is? The comedian? Yes. I am the machine. Um, he was doing a podcast with people in the morning, mm-hmm. and they're having coffee, and he has this really big metal-like, um, what are they called? Yeti cup? Something like that. Travel mug? Well, it has like a cap. Yeah. Okay, it's just that. 64 ounces, huge, right? Yeah. He takes a sip, and they're like, hey, do you want coffee? He's like, no, I got Kool-Aid. They're like... Kool-Aid in that. He's like, yeah, love Kool-Aid. And they're like, no way. And he's like, passes it to them. They get a cup. They pour it. It's freaking Kool-Aid. It's a thermos. Thermos. There you go. And it's freaking Kool-Aid. And they start dying. They're like, bro, what the hell? He's like, what? I love Kool-Aid. It's the best. It gets me, it gets me up in the morning. It's like, do you know how much sugar's in that? He's like, well, just shrugs it off. It's 64 ounces of Kool-Aid every morning. Well, okay. He did mention watering it down at some point, but like... The... Uh, I, <laughs> I... So... I love Burke Kreischer. Sugar is just bad for you. Yes. Sugar is just really, really bad for you. Like, it, it, it activates the same receptors as taking crack cocaine. Like, it's just not good for you. Cocaine's one hell of a drug. 
you can say the same thing about sugar right now. So I, I get it. However, I'm sure my people would look at my coffee habit as ridiculous as well, because I have at least 16 ounces of coffee every day. That's two cups, at least two cups of coffee, at least minimum. Yeah. Two cups of coffee every day. And sometimes it's, you know, hot coffee. And sometimes it's not a lot of cream, not a lot of sweetener. Sometimes it's a shishi fufu latte that I make myself. Delicious. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> I have the best syrup. It's a mocha syrup that has MCT oil in it and it's sweetened with stevia, but it doesn't have an aftertaste at all. But you would probably find You're, an aftertaste because you don't. Yeah. I was going to call you a bullhecker. I said you because you have an issue with aftertastes. But anyway, and I put some it's of not, the, the, the caramel macchiato sugar-free creamer as well. It's a cooling effect also. I'm having something warm and then my mouth feels cold. I'm like, no, you're a lie. You're fake. You're a chemical. You're trying to hurt me. It's n- but it's not fake. It's just not... Whatever. We're not going to get into that conversation. I'll fight right you right now. No, no fighting. So I I made yesterday, because it was Friday, mm-hmm. I made my shishi fufu coffee. It was, a, it was like 20 ounces of coffee, and I whipped up with my little handheld frother the caramel macchiato creamer, some of the mocha syrup, and just a tiny little bit of sweetener. Frother, put it onto my iced coffee that I had done my cold brew. Yes. Put doing it, your own cold brew now, by the way. I am doing my own cold nice. brew now. Put it over, over the cold brew, and then sugar-free whipped cream in the big old cup we got from from our your job nice and i drank the whole thing very nice by like 10 a.m so let's talk about harry potter now oh yeah my bad so because how long have we been going 14 minutes harry potter so you know what would be really cool along with my shishi fufu coffee if you were, it, it like, was not well, sneaky. I anticipated it and I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you know what? You won't be disappointed in if people like, follow, and subscribe. We're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We actually just had somebody new join our Facebook group. Hello, new person. I approved your request earlier this week. Why do you have, why do you have approvals? Because I just want to know what their favorite book is and what their favorite movie is. And. And the Just make that a pinned thing. Don't make it approval because then people are like, have to approve. Oh, bro, no, too much work. Well, it's literally just, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite no. book? No. Do you promise not to be an a-hole? No, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Fine. Just make it a pinned thing and it'd be like, what's your favorite movie and or book and or book? No approval. That's weird. I promise you that gets people not wanting to join because they're like, I'm not going to type. It's too much work. Trust me, I'm one of those people. You're already part of the group, so... Yeah, but I'm just saying. Okay, fine, whatever. We're also on Instagram and Twitter and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're hosted on Podbean, but do your thing. A friend and I have decided we're going to start a YouTube channel, and he's going to do all my editing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to provide commentary because I'm hilarious. I actually am hilarious, by the way. You have your moments. What? I don't want you to get a big head. You already know I think you're funny. So I don't even understand why you're giving me grief right now. Continue. Anyway. 
and it's gonna be like I'm not sure if it's gonna be my gameplay, but I'm gonna be reacting to playing games and just giving my opinion on them. Nice. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. I think so. <clears throat> Cause I'm funny. You're funny when you're not trying to be funny. If you're trying to be funny, you're not funny at all. When I'm trying to be funny, I'm the least funny person in the world. You're, like, terrible when you're trying to be funny. Yeah. But, and I don't know if it's a it's a thing in our family. We, we just do that. We just do that where we're funny when we're not trying to be. But if we try to be, nobody laughs. It's just terrible. True. It fails. Good, goodbye. Um. Yeah. Ooh. How cute it is. It's very cute. Yes. So yeah. Um. That sounds cool. You know what else sounds cool? What? Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh, you suspect? I I suspect. I su- it sounds super cool. Sorry for the crinkling. It's a, yeah, a second. Okay, okay, okay. Stop it. It's done. It's done. It's done. Stop I put it, away. it. You're terrible. Okay. Done. 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 Okay. So. Um, a quick aside, I went on like a, a rant about how Victor is a predator a couple episodes ago, or the last one, or something like that. Or the last few episodes. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, it has been brought to my attention that, like you mentioned, Hermione's birthday is later on in the year, so she's 15 at this point, mm-hmm. uh, for the first task. And somehow, Victor's like birth year has been disclosed at some point. Because it wasn't in the books. It was not in the books. At all. Uh, it's probably some article after the fact that um, JK may have done some damage control. But he is 17. She's 15, he's 17. He was born... Mm-hmm. Between May and August of 1976. Yes. And Hermione was born in September of 80. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. So he's three years older. Okay. So 15, 18. Still not great, but not terrible. Again, but the big thing for me is what he does as a profession. Yes. Because you, you can lord that over people and use that status. I don't want to say to coerce people because that sounds awful. But sort of to, I don't know, embiggen yourself to people. Yes. So still a little creepy. But, like, a notch down from yeah. 14 to 19, which is my original assumption. Yeah. It's 15 to 18. I mean, it's not great, but it's not... We're not going to crucify him for it. Right. Just We're not going to crucio him for it. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. You said I'm it. leaving. I just had to go there, okay? And, um, oh, so, just a heads up. Hi, Max. Thanks for always calling us out on our crap if we need to be called out. Also, how dare you? <laughs> he reminded us yes. that they actually did go to the kitchens earlier. Okay. And that was when, um, in chapter 21. Oh, see, we, we had that faint yes. thought like, like, oh, they did go. No, they didn't. No, they did Right, no, but they yeah. didn't. And he, he made sure to let us know, okay, and I cool. said that I would let you know. Thank you. So I'm letting you know. They did go there before. And that was right after Hermione got the location from the twins. Yeah, yeah. 
Yep, 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 yep. And that was when we found out for the first time that Winky was there. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Fair but, enough. But, oh, and I did want to say that we've been getting it wrong this whole time. What? The numbers are wrong. I knew it. I felt it was wrong in my soul. Yeah. We are actually on, and I'm looking it up right now so that Go we can get it right. Go back forever and count it. No. Okay. Because I actually have it right on here as opposed to everywhere else. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. You have to renumber everything. No, we don't. It's right over here. Okay. We are in. We are about to do episode 37. Okay. So last time we said, oh, it's episode 35. No, it was episode 36. Okay. So now we are on episode 37 so of season four. We're going to get better. I mean, we have four more books. books. In, dude. <laughs> how how yeah. much longer can you use that excuse? We also I've been have working at this job for four one. years. I'm going to get better at it, though. Don't worry. <laughs> dude. Stop it. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, it's not just me. You no. didn't know either. It always felt wrong to me. No, stop it. I'm just putting it out there. You're just full of malarkey at this point. Don't say you're not. Because you are. Listen, stop it. <laughs> okay. So, recap of last time. Last time was the Pensieve. Basically, Harry decided that he was just going to walk around in people's memories. Yeah, it's a little rude. Anyway. Yeah, and he found out that uh, he actually saw the Karkaroff. He saw Karkaroff in there. And Karkaroff giving details about other... Death Eaters, mm-hmm. because Karkaroff was trying to get out of Azkaban, and we find out that Snape was a Death Eater, but that he had turned spy, and Dumbledore Before vouched for him. Voldemort. Yes. And Dumbledore vouched for him. We also saw another memory where we find out that Barty Crouch Sr., the, the one that we know, actually sent his own son to Azkaban. For and life. It, for life, and it broke his, <clears throat> his wife's heart. Yes. She fainted in the room. Question. Yes. Voldemort or Voldemort? So I understand it's Voldemort because mm. it's actually based Flight off... of death in French. Yes. I still say Voldemort because we're not French. And he wasn't French either. Well, the, so name, the name is based. So that's why, you know... Yeah, I don't care. He's Tom. The dildo lover. Anyway. <laughs> What'd you say? Nothing. I am not a Dumbledore lover. No. Call him something else. Uh, chapter oh. 31 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the third task. Season 4, episode 37. Seven. Oh, look at you go. Oh, my God. Numbers. Harry immediately <laughs> shares with I love Ron. that show. It's a good show, dude. We, we, we started watching it together. I, I think you watched it before me. I've watched Just it like bit. four times through because I have a thing for, not Charlie, the other one. Charlie's the the FBI agent. Charlie's kind of a dummy. Hold on a second. Let me see. Okay, I'm just going to read while we do this. Um, Harry immediately shares with Ron and Hermione what transpired in Professor Dumbledore's office and in the Pensieve. He also sends Sirius a message by Owlpost. Though they knew Karkaroff was the Death Eater. No, Charlie is the one who is the, the numbers guy. Okay. Donnie is the okay. other one. Okay. Don. So... 
Sorry, I just have to go back to it for a second. I love that show. Yes. And when I went back to college for the third time, I was going to do a neurobiology minor because it goes really well with psychology, you know? Okay. Um, and science, I, I wasn't always a, a huge, like, actual natural science person because there's a lot of math in it but then once i got to it i was like oh the numbers make sense to me it it all goes together until i got to um genetics and once i got past the sixth generation i was like i don't know traits are hard okay sorry go ahead it's okay though they knew karkarov was a death eater this is their first confirmation that Professor Snape was one, or that Ludo Bagman was involved. Hermione wonders if this is what Rita Skeeter meant by saying that Bagman had an evil past. I know things about Bagman that can make your hair curl, girl. Even though that, you don't need it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's so she's so smart. And she's witty. so smart. But you know, is that why he's trying? Like, why is he then trying to help Harry now? Yeah. Is he the one who put Harry's name in the Goblet of Fire? Would he have been able to? Like, what is the what is the, well, the end is, goal? When, how, motive. Yeah, those are the things that I'm sure Harry is. Even if we're not made aware of it, is that he's thinking of? Yeah, and now Harry can't stop thinking about what he learned about Neville's parents. And just a heads up, he heard about it in the Pensieve that. Um, Bellatrix Lestrange tortured them and other people were involved in torturing them with the Cruciatus curse yes um, and Dumbledore lets us know oh Neville never told you I can only tell you a little bit because it's not my story to tell but they went insane mm-hmm. and they're insane mungos um, and they're they don't hardly even recognize him yep that makes sense I don't know. To, to is, me, that's just as sad as Harry having never met his parents, because it's think, like ugh. his parents were his parents were murdered mm-hmm. by an evil dictator, essentially. What? Okay, so what, hold on. What do you think is worse, though? Let me put it to you this way. Harry never got to meet his parents, but he hears about how great they were from everyone, besides Dave. Everyone thinks that they were great people. Yeah. But what do you think Neville feels when he's told that his dad was an amazing horror and and his mom was, was just as good and they were a great couple? And then when he sees them, they act like children or they don't recognize him. Yeah, but he still has his grandma who, even though sometimes who she scolds can be a him pain, for not being as good well, as her as yes, his dad. But she still loves him and still takes care of him and makes sure he's okay. She You have to you have to put yourself in her shoes a little bit because she thought she was done raising kids. Of course. And then her her son and it who seems she was like incredibly her proud of. only son, mm-hmm. who she was incredibly proud of is tortured to the point of insanity leaving behind well, he can't recognize her either yeah leaving behind a little kid so now she has to mourn effectively losing her son and take care of a child that she never expected to have to take care of mm-hmm. it's hard to be able to to reconcile those feelings of 
lost. Because they're not fully gone and, either. Yeah. That, I, I'm assuming every time you see that person, you that sense of loss after the fact, after that meeting again, is back. Yeah. I'm assuming... That, that's what I'm saying. I think Neville... But, Neville has but Harry so lives bad. with the Dursleys. Yes. So he's able to see, even in, in a way, what a regular family would be when they see the dirt the Petunia and, and Vernon with Dudley. They see, oh, parents are supposed to love their kids. Obviously they're going a little they're going a little far. Sorry, my arm hurts mm-hmm. and I'm gesticulating too much. Yes. Um Obviously, they go too far, but they're able, but he's able to see, oh, wow, parents actually like their kids. And then he hangs out with the, the Weasleys. Oh, wow, parents actually like their kids and people actually like me. This is insane. So I think both of them have it just as bad as, as the others in different ways. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like trying to compare two different kinds of poison like they're both gonna kill you so they're just equally as bad it's just they're different i personally for me i think that neville has it worse yet harry has never gotten to meet his parents so he's never been disappointed by his parents he's never been uh scolded by his parents he's only ever heard good things about his parents. Yes, again, but, he, aside but the from only Snape. family he has scolds him all the time and verbally, yeah, physically, because, emotionally because abuses they hate, him. Because they hate intrinsically what he is. And so there's no way, like, do you fault them? Yes. But do you also, do you understand them? Also kind of yes. They just hate magic. And so they're going to treat magic like it's something vile. And Harry is a magical being. And so they hate Harry intrinsically because of what he is. Harry can reconcile that and go, they're just crappy people. But, like, so that is a side. But he's also met people who made him feel amazing and wonderful, right? Yeah. In in his best friends at school who are there with him the majority of the year. He only spends, like, three months with the Dursleys now. He spent years with them. Technically, too. Because the term goes until the end of June, mm-hmm. and then it starts. July, August, and September 1st are gone. Yeah, so, so it's two months. Yeah. Two months. Two months. And the rest of the time he spends he stays, it with people. He stays at the school on at uh, Holidays, yeah. yeah. So he gets to spend a majority of the time with people who like him and understand him and are under, like uh, who understand him and are understanding of him because he's still coming into who he is. But Neville sees his parents every Christmas. They don't recognize him. They can't they they don't they try to give him presents, but you remember the present? Yeah, stop. We're, you're going into spoiler territory. I'm okay with slight spoiler in this one. Okay, we'll have to put slight. that at the beginning. Yeah. Um so I think that Neville has it worse because like he doesn't get he gets to see his parents, but he doesn't get to be their child. But Harry saw his parents in the mirror of Erised. He didn't get to be their child. He sees he sees Molly and, and a, Arthur Weasley, and they're essentially the only parent figures he's ever had because the Dursleys don't count. But he's not their child. So like even in third year, the year before, when they were able to go to Hogsmeade as long as they had somebody sign the a guardian sign the permission slip, they couldn't sign that permission slip for him. But the thing so is, he they would have. Did, yes, they would have, but they couldn't. 
I know. Because they're not actually his guardians. Yes, but that's how much they care about him, is that they would do anything for Harry. Yes. And they they show it. They invited him to the World Cup. So we're arguing about the, the, I guess, the age-old question, is it better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all? Yeah. That's basically what we're arguing yeah. right now. Yeah, And you're on the side of, it's better to have never been loved at all. And yes. I'm on the side of, it's better to have loved and lost. Okay. Let me ask you a question then. No, don't do it. Cause now I'm going to do it. Nope. Nope. We're going to keep I'm going. I'm going to do it. Nope. Let's go back to Harry Potter. Nope. nope. I'm going to do it. No, let's go back to Harry Potter. How bad does it feel to be heartbroken? It's it's one of the worst feelings in the world. Well, how about loneliness? Also one of the worst feelings in the world. Which it's one? up there with heartbreak. But it's one of the things where it's a lack. You're asking somebody loss. who suffers from anxiety and mild depression, which one is worse? It's the chicken or the egg. They're both like it's the same thing to me. They're in the same realm, but I definitely think that loss is worse because it's something that you've had that you're losing. You lose a part of yourself as well. Whereas loneliness, you're 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 unto yourself. There's nothing that well, you specifically can lack. Consume you to the point so where there loss. is none of you. Yes, but he's not. You're right. Why are we arguing this on the podcast right now? Let's just agree to disagree. Or let's just come to the mutual understanding and agreement that they have it just as bad as one another in different ways. Yeah, okay. I guess. I, I, I personally think Neville has it worse because he's reminded. This could be its own episode, it honestly. Could be. He, he's reminded every year of what he doesn't have. Do you want to just make this its own episode? Because no, at no, this no, point, no. we're already 35, 34 no, minutes in. No, no. Let's we'll, we'll look how long this chapter is. It's not long at all. Well, no, but this is the chapter. It's where they, not long. But it's the. It's not long. It should be. It's not that long. It should be. We get a beautiful moment in this chapter, which goes to show that I'm right in what I'm saying. Let's go. This is a long chapter. It's not that long. No, but it is because we have to talk about the stuff that happens in it. Yeah, it's not that long. Whatever you suck. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, Harry, uh, um, yeah. as Ron and Hermione coach Harry on Jinxes for the third task, Ron spots Draco Malfoy outside. His cronies Crab and Goyle are standing guard as Draco apparently talks to something in his hand. Harry suspects he is using a walkie-talkie, but Hermione reminds him that electronic devices do not work around Hogwarts. How many times does Hermione have to be like? People can't operate and disapparate on Hogwarts grounds. People can't use muggle devices in Hogwarts because the magic interferes with it. I swear to you, Hermione's like, did none of you read anything ever? Like, am I the one who has to have all this information all the time? I'm telling you, half the time if Hermione wasn't there, the, the boys wouldn't be able to tie their own shoes. True. Very true, actually. Um, Sirius, concerned about Harry finishing the third task, sends regular owls with tips and pointers. Okay, he... I looked it up. Mm -hmm. Um, And he pleads with him, please, 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 just for now, ignore ignore what's happening outside of Hogwarts. 
just for now because you need to focus on what's happening inside of Hogwarts. Who's, who tried to get you into the tournament? Who tried and succeeded in getting you into the tournament? Why? What is happening with Karkaroff and Snape being there? Why is Ludo Bagman trying to be super duper whatever? Those are the things that you should be focusing on. Everything that's happening outside with Rita Skeeter being ridiculous because there's she comes back. True. Like, you really need to just focus on what's happening. And he's like, Harry, you're going to be safe. You're under Dumbledore's protection. And, you know. Everything else can be handled after the fact. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, in the latest, The Daily Prophet, uh, Rita Skeeter claims that Harry has mental problems. Oh, can I read this? Can oh, I read this? Can God. I read this? So this is the article. It says, Harry Potter, disturbed and dangerous. The boy who defeated he who must not be named is unstable and possibly dangerous, writes Rita Skeeter, special correspondent. Alarming evidence has recently come to light about Harry Potter's strange behavior, which casts doubts upon his suitability to compete in a demanding competition like the Triwizard Tournament, or even to attend Hogwarts school. Potter, the Daily Prophet can exclusively reveal, regularly collapses at school and is often heard to complain of pain in the scar on his forehead. In parentheses, relic of the curse with which you-know-who attempted to kill him. On Monday last, midway through a divination lesson, your Daily Prophet reporter witnessed Potter storming from the class, claiming that his scar was hurting too badly to continue studying. It is possible, say top experts at St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries, that Potter's brain was affected by the attack inflicted upon him by you-know-who, and that his insistence that the scar is still hurting is an expression of his deep-seated confusion. He might even be pretending, said one specialist. This could be a plea for attention. The Daily Prophet, however, has unearthed worrying facts about Harry Potter that Albus Dumbledore, headmaster of Hogwarts, has carefully concealed from the wizarding public. Potter can speak parcel tongue, reveals Draco Malfoy, a Hogwarts fourth year. There were a lot of attacks on students a couple of years ago, and most people thought Potter was behind them after they saw him lose his temper at a dueling club and set a, sna a snake on another boy. It was all hushed up, though. But he's made friends with werewolves and giants, too. We think he'd do anything for a bit of power. Parseltongue, the ability to... I can keep going if you want. <laughs> um, but there was a little bit more. It says, Parseltongue, the ability to converse with snakes, has long been considered a dark art. Indeed, the most famous parcel mouth of our time is none other than you-know-who you himself. A member of the Dark Forest Defense League, who wished to remain unnamed, stated that he would regard any wizard who could speak Parseltongue as worthy of investigation. Personally, I would be highly suspicious of anyone who could converse with snakes, as serpents are often used in the worst kinds of dark magic and are historically associated with evildoers. Similarly, anyone who seeks out the company of such vicious creatures as werewolves and giants would appear to have a fondness for violence. Albus Dumbledore should surely consider whether a boy such as this should be allowed to compete in the Triwizard Tournament. Some fear that Potter might resort to the dark arts in his desperation to win the tournament, the third task of which takes place this evening. Damn, Rita. 
True. First of all, I'm parched now that I read all of that. <laughs> she is definitely long-winded. Yes. Um, second, why? Why is it always the Slytherins of the uh, fourth-year Slytherins, particularly Pansy, Draco, Crab, and Goyle, who are always starting crap? True. Always. How is it that they're able to talk to Rita Skeeter? How is it that she was able to... That's the thing that I caught while I was reading it. How is it that she was able to witness? Witness. She saw it. She said that she saw... It says here. Midway through divination lesson, your daily prophet reporter witnessed. How did she witness it? She's not allowed on the school grounds. That's one of the things that people who read these articles should probably pay attention to. Yeah. She, I don't know, like, you know, forgot to include that she's banned from the Hogwarts school grounds as well. But somehow she witnessed witnessed this. Uh Uh-huh. That's why, like, I don't know. People in the wizarding world are so quick to believe whatever they read or Uh are told. And I'm like, can you guys just think a little bit? Just a little, dude. Like, I know that you guys don't have a math class, or as in the UK, maths. It's because they shorten mathematics. It so makes they go sense. math. Which it makes, makes sense. It, not to me. It makes sense to me, both, either way, honestly. But it's like, I get it. You don't have a math class at Hogwarts, so maybe you forgot that 2 plus 2 equals 4. Mm. But... Something is happening where she's not supposed to be there and she's still getting exclusives Mm -hmm. that you can only get from being there. Well, apparently there was an open window during class where Hermione points out that it's too far above ground for anyone to eavesdrop. Um, And they they talk about bugging with electronics, I think, again, which is not possible on the Hogwarts school grounds. Because muggle things don't work well with magic. Yes, but... Something suddenly occurs to Hermione, and she runs off to the library to do some reading. Yes. Because that's usually her her way to figure things out. Yeah. If the library doesn't have info, I'm lost, basically, is Hermione's thing. Um, yeah. The champions and their family are congregating in the chamber off the Great Hall just before the third task. Not having any relatives present, Harry's about to leave the, uh, well, the Great Hall. I think it's funny. It's actually pretty funny that all this is happening. It's happening on the day that their history of magic exam is taking place. But because he's a Triwizard Champion, he's exempt from exams. Baron is like, oh man, our history of magic exam is in 10 minutes. Harry's like, nah. Not <laughs> for me. Um, Harry's about to leave the Great Hall when he is called to join the other champions. And this is the part that makes me very happy. Professor McGonagall calls him. Well, she calls him, and then he's like, oh, I'm not going to go. I don't have family. And then Cedric, like, posts it on. He's like, dude, they're waiting for you. Harry's like, they? The Dursleys are waiting <laughs> for me? Okay. But inside, instead she of the Dursleys. She doesn't expect the Dursleys to turn up, does she? Exactly. He actually, he says that to Ron. He's like, oh. Yes. But inside, Harry is pleased to find that instead of the Dursleys, we have Mrs. Weasley and Bill are waiting for him. And she's like, surprise! 
and she's smiling. It says broadly. I can imagine Molly Weasley smiling from ear to ear, just happy that number one, Harry's okay. And number two, that she gets to spend time with him before his third task. Yeah. Like she's she's got she's got a really loving heart. Anyway, continue. Nope, we're not going back to it. Amos Degree appears upset that Rita Skeeter's first story only mentioned Harry as the Hogwarts champion. Um, not even Mrs. Weasley reminding him that Rita delights in making mischief calms him down. He's yeah. very upset. So it says... In like a um, passive-aggressive kind of way. And it's like, why are you upset at yeah, Harry? He it actually says, ignore him, said Cedric in a low voice to Harry. He's been angry ever since Rita Skeeter's article about the Triwizard Tournament. You know, when she made out, you were the only Hogwarts champion. Didn't bother to correct her, though, did he? How could he correct her? Yeah, still, you'll show him, said, being him once before, haven't you? And Mrs. Weasley is like, Rita Skeeter goes out of her way to cause trouble, Amos. I would have thought you'd know that working at the ministry. And uh, Mr. Diggory looked as though he was going to say something angry, but his wife laid a hand on his arm and he merely shrugged and turned away. It's like, they know. They know that she likes to cause trouble, but yet, the entire wizarding community is like that Rita Skeeter sure knows what she's talking about stop hurting her I'm well, because so much. I, I am a gesticulator mm-hmm. we're, we're Latino it happens we speak with our hands Harry, Mrs. Weasley and Bill spend the morning touring the Hogwarts grounds Mrs. Weasley mentions that the ministry has become suspicious that Mr. Mr. Crouch's instructions may not be genuine and Percy has been called in for questioning Cornelius Fudge is replacing Percy as a judge. Returning to the castle, they meet Ron and Hermione. Mrs. Weasley is rather cold towards Hermione until Harry. So it says, hello, Hermione, said Mrs. Weasley, much more stiffly than usual. Hello, said Hermione, her smile faltering at the cold expression on Mrs. Weasley's face. Harry looked between them, then said, Mrs. Weasley, you didn't believe that rubbish Rita Skeeter wrote in Witch Weekly, did you? Because Hermione's not my girlfriend. Oh, said Mrs. Weasley. No, of course I didn't. But she became considerably warmer toward Hermione after that. Of course. So it's like, even Mrs. Weasley, who knows better than to believe everything Rita says, as soon as something was written about Harry, she's like, well, it must be true. And and my, my mama heart is not happy about it. True. Um, Hermione, meanwhile, has something to tell Harry and Ron, but she has to wait until they are alone. Harry, Bill, and Mrs. Weasley return to the Great Hall for dinner. Harry notices that Madame Maxine's eyes seem red, and Haggard keeps glancing at her. So they have had issues. Yes. Very clearly. And I can kind of assume what it is. Anyway. Well, we already kind of know. He's, he's mad. Because she denies. She denies that she's the one who told Rita that Hagrid is half giant. Mm. But she was the only one, other than the boys, she was the only one that he had said it to. Yeah. He told her specifically and said, which one, which side did you get it from? And she denies it. And she denies it. And then the next day it's in the papers. So it looks... Hella suspicious. 
You know what's really funny? What? I had never, ever in my life considered that, and I don't know why. What? That Hagrid thinks that she's the one who told Rita Skeeter or the Daily Prophet. I have never in my life considered that. I don't know why. That's been like a complete mental disconnect for me. What? Yes. How is that a complete mental I don't, un- I don't We've know. We've said it in this podcast. I've said it at least. And did it just like fly over your head? Completely. That's why he's mad at her. He felt like he confided in someone, someone he felt he could confide in because they were the same in that respect. And then literally the next day, the information is available to the entire world. Something that makes people prejudiced against him. And he only told one person. So if he only told one person, that person had to have told. Yeah. So he's mad yeah. because, or not not necessarily mad. He feels he's upset. betrayed. He feels betrayed because he confided something big. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, he confided it to someone he thought that he, that was trustworthy because they were in the same boat and it led to crap. Yep. I can't believe that that just occurred to you. It literally has always escaped me. I'm glad that, see, look, you're learning something with this podcast too. There you go. I don't know why it has always evaded me, but it has. Okay. Anyway. As the sky darkens, Professor Dumbledore sends the champions to the maze. After checking if Harry is feeling confident, Ludo Bagman announces that Professor McGonagall, Professor Moody, Professor Flitwick, and Hagrid will, patro- will patrol the maze from outside. If a champion runs into trouble, he can send up red wand sparks. Mm-hmm. Harry and Cedric, whose scores are tied, enter the maze together, separating at the first intersection. Tied in first place yes. with 85 points. Crumb goes um, next. Crumb has 80 points. And, and then Fleur. And then Fleur is in third point. They don't say her points. But she's dead last she's, because of the second task. Yeah. Yes. Um, and also because her when she tried to put the dragon to sleep, it crushed one of the eggs. Anyway, yes. in the first task. Harry navigating towards the maze's center is already unnerved by its apparent emptiness. So, oh. by the way, we don't mention that Harry learns a lot. Like We have kind of mentioned it, but not super in-depth. Harry learns a lot of spells for this last task. He spends weeks learning all different kinds of things. Arming, disarming. One uh, that isn't mentioned, by the summoning, way, all is different the four-corner spell. Yes. Which he can lay his, his wand flat on his palm... And it shows him which direction says, is point north. Point me, and it and it point and it goes to north always. Yes. So and he knows which direction the center of the maze is in. Well, you have to remember that he's a fourth year, and everybody who's he's fourteen. Everybody who is in the the task is at least sixteen or older. Mm. So they have two extra years or more of learning. Spells, incantations, jinxes, hexes, counter hexes, all different kinds of stuff that would be helpful. He's literally had to pack that in three weeks. Yeah, he's learned stupefy, um, reducto, impedimenta. He's learned like a lot of all things of to help him. Yeah, and he had to essentially learn them with the help of his friends yeah. because 
they weren't the teachers weren't going to be like oh by the way mr potter come over here after class and let me teach you something that might nope. wink wink be helpful yep you know because they don't want to seem like they're helping him cheat so he literally has to rely on his friends and himself to learn these things on his own yep. it's like trying to teach yourself calculus when you're at like division and multiplication level yep 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 Anyway, a noise behind him is Cedric, still smoking after running with a blast-ended Scroot that now, instead of being... Uh, Hagrid's blast-ended Scroot. Yes. They're enormous. I only just got away. And they're, like, armored now, by the way. Which sounds terrifying to the utmost degree. Anyway, shortly after Harry successfully defends himself against a Bogart, disguised as a Dementor... Harry fears uh, hears a floor screaming. Well, the way that he figures out that it's uh, a Bogart mm-hmm. instead of an actual Dementor is that he does cast the Patronus charm. It does nothing. And it does nothing. And he's like, oh, you're a Bogart. Mm-hmm. Harry hears floor screaming, but unable to locate her, continues towards the center, running into a screw. As Harry looks for another route, he hears Crumb using the Cruciatus curse on Cedric. Burning a hole through a hedge, Harry stuns Crumb and sends up red sparks. He and Cedric separate and again head for the center. Nearing the center, Harry encounters a sphinx and correctly answers its question. Can I just tell you that Mm -hmm. it describes it? That the screwed? It's ten feet long... Um, an armored scorpion. Yeah, yeah, it's thick armor glinted in the light. He tries to stupefy it, but it bounces off of the Scrooge's armor. Mm-hmm. And Harry just ducks in time, but he can smell burning hair. Yep. He's like, oh, crap. Sorry, I've just, you know. Yes. Yeah. Also, the, the, the riddle from the Sphinx isn't that hard. Let me see, where was it? Point me. It doesn't say. What? It does. Because the answer is spider. Sonorous. So, they go in. Why are you going up? Go down. I'm going down. Point me. Hagrid's blast ended screw. Expecto Patronum. You're a bogger. Reducto. Fleur. Um, last ended screw. What are you doing? What the hell do you think you're doing? And that's when he hears Crucio. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's afterwards. He sees the Sphinx after the Sphinx after he helps yeah. Cedric. Yes. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's first think of the person who lives in disguise, who deals Spy. in... Huh? Spy. Continue. Who deals in secrets and tells naught but lies. Next, tell me what's always the last thing to mend, the middle of middle and end of end. And finally, give me the sound often heard during the speech for a hard-to-find word. Now, string them together and answer me this. 
Which creature would you be unwilling to kiss? Spy, someone who who lives in secret. Mm-hmm. The end of end is D. D spied. The and middle then, of middle and end of end. Yes, is D. And then the word that is um, sort of like like um just now. Yeah. Used at the end of a sentence to try and convey a thought that isn't fully there. Er. er. Spider. Er. And one that you wouldn't want to kiss. I'm sorry. Who wants to kiss a spider? So there you go. That's the answer. Anyway, um, but after they're doing this together, him and Cedric. Well, Cedric is right there. They separated. Uh, no, they separated. Yeah, no, they're separated because his his footsteps soon yes. die away. Okay. Um, seeing uh, Harry after again continuing towards the center of the maze, he finally sees the cup, and he starts running for it. While Cedric appears from a side passage ahead. Harry spots a giant spider and warns Cedric, um, and together they defeat it, but Harry's leg is injured. Harry wants Cedric to take the cup, but Cedric demurs, insisting insisting Harry uh, earned it. Because they have continually helped each other throughout the tournament, Harry suggests they grasp it simultaneously. Cedric agrees, but as each uh, grabs a handle, a great howling wind whirls them from the maze. So it's the cup actually is a port key. It's take it, take it. Then Harry pants and Cedric go on, take it. You're there, and Cedric's like, "No, you take it. You should win. That's twice you've saved my neck in here." And Harry says, "That's not how that works." Um, and he can feel his leg is just killing him. And he's like, the one who reaches the cup first gets the points. That's you. I'm telling you, I'm not going to win any races on this leg. And Cedric looks at him, looks at the stun spider, and he's like, no. Shaking his head at the same time. And he's like, stop being noble. Just take it. Then we can get out of here. Harry's Gryffindor. Yeah. It's his thing. It's his thing. And then he's like... Cedric says, you told me about the dragons. I would have gone down in the first task if you hadn't told me what was coming. I had to. Hel- I had help on that one, too. You helped me with the egg. We're square. I had help on the egg in the first place, said Cedric. We didn't know that. No, we didn't. We find that out now. And he- it all starts to make sense very, very soon. Yes. And he said, you stayed behind to get all in the second task. He says, you should have gotten more points on the second task. You stayed behind to get all the hostages. I should have done that. I was the only one who was thick enough to take the song seriously, said Harry bitterly. Just take the cup. No, says Cedric. And it's like, come on. Moral fiber is abounds between the two of them. Just take the cup. Someone. Anyone. And Cedric is like, go on. And Harry looks at him and is like, both of us? What? We'll take it at the same time. It's still a Hogwarts victory. True. We'll tie for it. it there goes Harry being the sensible we'll one. We'll tie for it. We'll split the winnings. We both yeah. win. Double Hogwarts win. A Every Both of us get the glory. Everyone wins. Yeah. That's the thought. And Cedric is like, are, are, you, are you sure? And he's like, yes, I'm sure. And he says, on three, right? Said Harry. One, two, three. He and Cedric both grasp a handle instantly. Harry felt a jerk somewhere behind his navel. His feet had left the ground. He could not unclench the hand holding the Triwizard Cup. 
It was pulling him onward in a howl of wind and swirling color, Cedric at his side. And as Al said, it's only happened once before to him, and he knows that feeling. Mm-hmm. The cup is a porky. Yep. Hot diggity dog. See, I told you, there's a lot that happened, but it's actually really fast. Even the mage is really fast. We skipped one of the enchantments, I think, which makes the world turn upside down on yeah. you. Again, it's just an enchantment. It doesn't actually happen. Yeah, but he was able to write himself very quickly. Because he realized, you know. Yeah. The whole thing is that it's supposed to make you immobile. Like, you can't take another step forward. So he just convinced himself to take a step forward, and that's it. He was good. Which makes sense, because he was, he was one of the first people in his class of Defense Against the Dark Arts who was able to fight off the Crucios, the Cruciatus well, curse. So he's able to realize, oh, this is not right. This isn't what's supposed to be happening, and he pulls himself back. Well, it's also, instead of being scared, he goes, think logically. They're not going to put an enchantment here. It's going to make me fly up into the sky and fall forever and perish. This is just, like, uh, a tournament that is high stakes, and there is possibility to hurt yourself. But they said... Hence a giant spider. Exactly. But they're going to try their utmost to make sure everyone is safe. Where did... Where did... Where did they get the giant spider? I'm thinking, did they go further into the woods and get one of Aragog's children, well, or ha- did they, or did they? Haggard was do like, a, well, a, I, you know, I have. Gorgio, I have term. a source. Yeah. <laughs> and Aragog's just like, bro. My, he might eat you, but whatever. You know, listen. If the sparks don't go up, and Haggard was like, the sparks will go up, and Aragog's like, okay. <laughs> Someone gets a snack. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's really it. It was um, the enchantment, the acromantula, the sphinx, the bogger. Oh, we don't know if it was an acromantula. It was just it a was big spider. It was an acromantula. No, because it could have just been an engorgio charm on a regular spider. It was an acromantula. Now you're going to make me look. A hundred percent. It was an acromantula. There's no way it wasn't. No, you can Google search it. Google search it. It's an acromantula. Gigantic spider. Yes. With razor sharp pincers. Uh huh. Doesn't say it's an acromantula. It just says it's a gigantic I'm spider. I'm telling you, it's an acromantula. It just says it's a giant why, spider. Why would they ever engorge a spider instead of going Hagrid? What kind of obstacles can we have in the maze? And then someone was like, "You know, it's really scary a spider." And he's like. I got some big ones. That's just like the logical thing. Dumbledore would have been like, hmm, you know what? Engorgia, 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 engorgia. No, it's an acromantula. I don't know. I'm telling you with all certainty, it's an acromantula. You can't tell me with certainty because you didn't write the book. I am telling you. I don't remember where I read it. Unless it was from Pottermore. It might have been. I read somewhere that it's an acromantula. Okay. Take my word. Take my word for it for now. Find it to I me will. and show it to me. I will, but for now, take my word for it. Tentatively, yes. Okay. I'll take that and I will look for it after the second we are done. I'll grab my phone and I look. Okay. Okay. So yes, Porky. Where are they going? We know. We know. But I why? Hate it, but we know. 
Well, we're going to talk about it in a second, so. <laughs> Which, for you, is not a second, but for it's us, a is a second. Not a week. It's, like, four days, five a days. A work week. A work week, yes. We're time travelers. No, because this episode is supposed to be posted today. Do you want to post it today? Yeah, we should post it today. We can just say that we missed it because, again, you were trying to get to Louis- Alabama. Mississippi. Mississippi. Fuck. <laughs> Not the same thing. We have people from all over the U.S. who listen to us. We respect and love all of your states. Although, I don't understand why I couldn't get from Texas to Mississippi without any problems. That was really annoying. It's because the pilot mistook Mississippi for Alabama. <laughs> no, that was just you. <laughs> Don't anyway, give me that look. Anywho, that's that. Next chapter is spooky, scary skeleton. Spooky, scary skeleton. Yeah. Uh, the next chapter is interesting, and we will be with you shortly. Talk yes. to you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Spooky, scary skeleton. What's wrong with you? Shivers down your spine.